Hello and welcome to Something in the Stars Astrology Podcast. I am your host, Kelly, and today I will be reviewing the astrology from March 1st through March 15th. Please sit back and enjoy. Welcome back. Today I will be doing a bi-weekly. This is going to be March 1st through the 15th. And we start March off with a bang. We have on March 3rd, we have some dark feminine action going on on March 3rd. So we'll just take it aspect by aspect because there's three aspects I want to discuss. And so on March 3rd, we get Black Moon Lilith conjunct Chiron and Aries. Now, Black Moon Lilith represents transformative power and the transformative process and the healing process. And generally, it's the healing that we have from abuse, rejection, and subjugation. And Chiron is the wounded healer. So Chiron is all about, you know, how, how do we use our wounds to our advantage? And, I mean, we learn from our wounds and we transform from our wounds and we can renew ourselves so think of this aspect as like post-traumatic enlightenment, <laughs> meaning that when we come out the other side of trauma, we are gaining a higher perspective. So this feels like a pretty serious transit. And we're actually recording this on March 3rd because we just did the overall forecast for March and it's Mercury retrograde. So everything's just a little later than normal. But not long before we started recording, I had a friend reach out to me and she was like, what is going on? Everything is so tumultuous. Like there's just all of these things that are coming up. And why? Why today? So I gave her a little bit of insight, but then said, hey, we'll be recording it later. You can give it a listen. So that's the first aspect that we have on March 3rd. The second one we have is Venus and Aries is square Saturn and Capricorn. So I always look at Saturn-Venus aspects as grounding, but this one also feels a bit restrictive. And I think it's because Venus is an Aries, where she's in detriment and Saturn is at home. So Saturn has this upper hand. So she's not really feeling like herself because normally Venus is all about thinking about the other, not about herself. So... Saturn has the upper hand, so this could be very grounding, but this also could, also could be very restrictive. So we want to be mindful of the boundaries that we're setting or be mindful of the boundaries that are, be put, are being put on us because, you know, we need to make sure that we aren't locked into a prison of our own making, but we also want to make sure that we're not in the prison of someone else's making. So this could be very grounding, but it could also feel restrictive and it could also just feel difficult. And then finally, on March 3rd, we have asteroid Lilith and Sagittarius is trining Venus and Aries. So Venus is really got a lot going on right now. And asteroid Lilith is where we feel repressed. So where we feel restriction and we're kind of getting that business from Saturn right now. 
And Lilith is in Sagittarius where she wants to break free. So this may help Venus a little bit with those feelings of confinement. Asteroid Lilith may give us insights into where we are restricted and may show us what we don't want to put up with anymore. Either way, with these three aspects, we will possibly become aware of some of the difficult aspects in our lives currently. But hopefully through grounding and being patient with ourselves, we can break these patterns that hold us back. If anything, we will at least become aware of what is holding us back. So if that wasn't enough, on March 4th, Mercury, which is retrograde, is sextile Venus. So before her ingress into Taurus, because she's at like 29 degrees, she's at 29 degrees Aries and Mercury is at 28 or 29 degrees Aquarius. This will allow Venus an opportunity to speak what she wants before she heads into Taurus. And this is really nice because with Venus being an Aries, she's supposed to be focusing on herself. It might not be the most comfortable place. And then with Mercury going back into Aquarius, Mercury can think a little bit better in Aquarius. So with this sextile, with this easy flow of energy, there might be these aha moments of like, oh, this is what I really want for me. This is what I really, this is what I really desire. And maybe I don't have to feel bad about that. Like maybe I can think of my, think for myself, think of myself. And then that same day, she ingresses into Taurus. And we talked a little bit about this in the uh, forecast overview. But Taurus is one of Venus's home signs. So she's going to feel very comfortable here. She's going from detriment to uh, she gets to go to one of her palaces, basically. And the sign of Taurus is all about the senses. And it's very grounded. And it's about pleasure and the things that we enjoy. So while Venus is in Taurus, she can she can really get back to herself and maybe will get back to ourselves and get a little bit of grounding and just do the things that we enjoy. You know, just the day before that, we were having all of these upsets where we realized where there was a there's difficulties and restriction. And that's good. We want to be able to see those things as hard as they can be. But we also want to be able to have space where we can move on from them as well. So I feel like with Venus going into Taurus, this will be a much needed sigh of relief. However, (laughs) there's always got to be a however. On March 8th, Venus will conjunct Uranus. Now, anytime anytime a planet goes into Taurus has to interface with Uranus because Uranus is going to be there for seven years. And we talked a little bit about this one in the forecast too, but Uranus shakes things up. So this might be Venus being like, I'm going to do something I really enjoy. (laughs) I'm going to do something a little out of the ordinary. And that's fine. You know, as long as we're mindful and we're being careful and safe. So be safe out there, citizens, as Venus will conjunct Uranus and Taurus. That same day, 
March 8th. The sun will conjunct Neptune and Pisces. And then it's also going to square asteroid Hecate and Sagittarius. So let's break this apart. Our sense of self, which is the sun, is going to feel a bit boundless and dissolved when the sun meets up with Neptune, because that's what Neptune is. And Neptune is in its home sign. And so Neptune has the upper hand here, essentially. So this may cause us to feel a bit turned around. But if we can let go and get comfortable with the weightlessness, we can be open to the daydream or the dream because that's what Neptune is. And speaking of liminal space, so let's face it, with Neptune, with its boundless energy, it's a type of liminal space. So this aspect is going to square asteroid Hecate. So a square is tension, but we can use this tension and discomfort to our advantage. Because sometimes we just have to stay with the feeling. We have to acknowledge the discomfort and just stay in it. Uh, So you may have to acknowledge that you don't have all of the answers. And you may have to acknowledge that You don't have to have all of the answers today and that this feeling of weightlessness and this feeling of boundlessness and I have no compass is very concerning to me. Know that it will pass. And it is that good opportunity for us to just be like, I don't know which way to go. And that's fine. And of course, you can always ask Hikate. But like I always say... You got to be prepared for her answer because she'll give you the one that you need, not necessarily the one that you want. And then on March 9th, uh, so the good news, March 9th, Mercury stations direct. Woohoo. We will start to see the end of the Mercury retrograde. I, for one, had started having problems with my car. So I'm going to be glad to see it go. It's all taken care of now, but it's just that it's just that irritation that comes with the Mercury retrograde. But our, also on March 9th, we get a full moon in Virgo. And, you know, full moon in Virgo is going to try and all of that stuff in Capricorn. So at least it will be in this nice feel good energy. And we did talk about this aspect a little bit on the forecast as well. So feel free to go back and listen to that one. But one of the things I said about it was I I was I'm really looking forward to this one just because with the Pisces new moon, it was like make a wish. Now with the Virgo full moon, it's the okay, you made a wish. Now what practical steps do we need to take to make the wish come true? And with Virgo being an Earth sign, I get the feeling that this is just going to be a very grounding moon. 
And we're going to need that. <laughs> because how this month starts out is, it's really no joke. I mean, it's kind of like, here, have some difficulties, have some weightlessness, don't, you don't know what's up or down. And Mercury is retrograde, and you might be having, having aha moments, but you're not really sure what to do with them. And then this moon comes in, and it's just kind of like, <sighs> I feel grounded. <laughs> And speaking of grounding, we get a little bit more of it on March 11th when Jupiter and Capricorn sextiles the sun in Pisces. So this is a nice aspect. And I feel like it's going to reveal itself in a subtle way. But it'll just be a day where we feel satisfied with our accomplishments even if that accomplishment was just like, I got through my entire to-do list today. It's just, it, yeah. It's, and it could just be a self-esteem boost, too, of like, I can get things done. I'm an adult. I know what's going on. I feel grounded after all of this tumultuousness that kind of got churned up. So this will be nice because it'll be some grounding from the weightlessness that we had just a few days prior. And then on March 14th, Mars and Capricorn will sextile Neptune and Pisces. So Mars is exalted in Capricorn and Neptune is at home in Pisces. These two couldn't be more opposite. I mean, Mars is the warrior and he's like, I get things done and I take action. And Neptune is just like, you know, sitting on the couch taking another bong hit and wanting to know what your daydreams are. So these two, very different. <laughs> but because it's a sextile and because they're both in good positions, they're in a position to help each other out. So this could be a really constructive transit because both of them are in a good position. So it might be a good day to see what the possibilities are and we'll we'll have the motivation to make them happen so we can see possibilities and we may be feeling a little motivated to to just get some things done which kind of ties in nicely to that to-do list from a few days prior also on March 14th and this is the last aspect what I'll be discussing is Pluto sextile the sun and Pisces. So one of the key words that I think of for Pluto is power. I mean, I, I know that it's death and transformation and, and all of that. But Pluto is also about also about power. And the sun is our vitality. So during this transit, we have an opportunity to get in control and get ahead. And this plays nicely into that sextile that Mars is having with Neptune. Because Mars is going to interface with Neptune and be like, hi, I like to do things. And Neptune is just like, hey, do you like dreams? You want to make them happen? And so Mars is going to be open to that possibility and have the most motivation to get things done. So then we have this sextile with Pluto and the sun. So... This is a real opportunity for some self-discovery as well. And I always think of Sun-Pluto transits, no matter if they're like a trine or a square, that it's an opportunity to see 
where and how we can stand in our our power. So with Pluto's sextile sun, I mean, yeah, this will be just a nice aspect to to really get in control and really get ahead on things. And also to maybe just figure out, you know, where is our power and how we can stand in our power. So with that, I thought today, because we're doing this a little differently this month, and, you know, ever since I started doing the weeklies, I figured, you know, it was going to be an experiment. So now we're going to experiment with biweeklies. I thought that I would just, after this reading, just pull a card. I did do a three-card pull for the forecast, but I thought it might be nice just to do a quick card pull. So on the card, you can probably hear me shuffling. The card I'm pulling is, oh, it's the sun. I love this card. It's got, the, you know, it's got the child riding on the horse and there's just these radiant sunflowers uh, behind the child. I'm using the Smith Rider Waite deck and the sun is just beaming down. And this makes a lot of sense to me because I think even though we've got a little bit of dark clouds that the sun will shine through. And this month we are getting the spring equinox. So I know there might be some there might be a little bit of darkness going on, but the sun will shine through. There will be there will be a rebirth. So just keep that keep that in mind <laughs> as you finish out the the retrograde and deal with some dark feminine energy. I mean, all of that all of that is there to reveal what we need to know so we can move forward and be better people. So on that note, I think that's all I have to tell you for this report. So thank you for listening. And until next time, take care. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate and subscribe. For more information, please go to our website at somethinginthestars.com. Until next time, take care.